Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's not a true NBA offseason until there's Kyrie Irving drama. Is there any universe where he's kind of worth it? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. I don't know. It feels like we're sort of getting close to, uh, to the who's to blame for the collapse of the Nets show. I don't know. kind of feels like at this point we're, what's done, about a month away? A month away, and I think we have our prime suspect. Yeah, we might. We might, but I think it's a legitimate discussion. I just know that uh, we should bust out the old calendar, maybe set a date. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe July 25th. That sounds like a good day for the uh, who's to blame for the Nets collapse show. Until then, Kyrie's hijacking everything. Kyrie Irving is hijacking everything. He's getting Woj involved. He's getting... Shams involved. He's got the PR machine rolling. Your gut feel, Stone. Your gut feel. Kyrie Irving, net next year or elsewhere next year? Over 50% chance for me that he's still in the nets. See, it's over 50% chance that he's gone but, for me. But I am ready. No, yeah, I'm ready. To put on the tinfoil hat with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Hey, let's go conspiracy theory. I feel good. We do it in every other walk of life now. We might as well do it here with Kyrie and uh, in the NBA. Ken Levick alive on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine action in attorney studios downtown West Palm Beach in the Phillips Point Towers right off of the hot and humid and disgusting Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Uh, and so the NBA draft is last night. Paolo Bancaro goes number one overall to the Orlando Magic. So uh, I have it on good authority that an order from Jeanette Javier has already been made. She'll be receiving her Orlando Magic Paolo Bancaro uh, jersey in the mail. I don't know. How long does something like that take? A month from now? Yeah, about a month, but... uh. Hopefully she didn't order the Jabari Smith jersey. Yeah, because we thought we thought that that was going to be the case when we wrapped things up at uh, two o'clock yesterday. So uh, hopefully that order has been put on hold, and uh, Paulo Bancaro, that jersey is uh, is on the way. But everything overshadowed last night by Nets drama. Everything overshadowed by Kyrie, and then everything overshadowed by a combination of Kyrie and KD. And this you knew was not going to be a night where the draft is the sole focus when right after we were done with our show yesterday, probably, what, an hour stone after we wrapped up at 2 o'clock yesterday, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted the following. ESPN sources, if Kyrie Irving can't reach an agreement to stay with Brooklyn, he has a list of teams he'd like them to consider on sign-in trades, including the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Mavs, 76ers, and Heat. Those are the teams who Irving has interest in, uh, but he is not necessarily a priority for all of them, sources said. So that's juicy. That's juicy stuff. Kyrie Irving, the Heat involved, 
I perked up a little bit. Yeah. Right? I perked up. Maybe didn't get tingly in the nether regions because I'm still not sure about Kyrie. Still a little bit of a shady character to me. I don't know if I can embrace the man. But seven-time All-Star, Kyrie Irving, associated with the Heat, I say to myself, you know what, Woj, I'm paying attention. Yeah, and a couple of days ago, you brought up Kyrie to the Heat, KD to the Heat, but you were joking. Yeah, I was joking. It but, was it was just <laughs> giggle, giggle. Ah, oh, we're just doing offseason stuff. <laughs> no big deal. But Adrian Wozanowski got his Twitter fingers going, and yeah. now it uh, it kind of feels like real life a little bit. Kind of right? gets real. Kind of it, it got a little bit real. But then, but then came Shams, Shams, the competition, the athletic. He tweeted the following just a bit after. Sources. Kevin Durant is monitoring the Brooklyn Nets situation and considering options with his future. This now opens the path for Kyrie Irving to proceed on finding a new home via opt-in and trade. Kevin Durant monitoring the situation, considering options with his future? What does it mean? What does it mean? Now that, that's the type of thing, and it's so innocuous. I don't know what any of that means, but what I do know is that brought the tingles. To the nether region. Oh, that brought the tingles. That brought the tingles. Because KD, it's KD. It's that guy. It, it is the best basketball player, arguably, on the planet. Oh, yeah. And 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 he's monitoring his situation. Maybe he is, is looking elsewhere. Whew. Makes you feel good. But there's a lot to unpack with all of this. A lot. So Adrian Wojnarowski, during ESPN's draft coverage last night, tried to shed a little bit more light on what he's hearing about the Nets and Kyrie Irving and some of these uh, quote-unquote destinations that that Kyrie first and foremost would like the Nets to visit if there was going to be a signing trade. Here's Adrian uh, Wojnarowski last night, ESPN, on Kyrie and the Nets. What more can you share with us about where things stand right now between Kyrie and the Nets front office? Uh, Al, the, the Nets and Kyrie Irving are allowed at this time to discuss his future. They can discuss an extension off of uh, the opt-in on his contract. Now, uh, those conversations had been ongoing, I'm told. And listen, Kyrie Irving has furnished a list of potential teams uh, for the Nets to consider working on sign-and-trade agreements if they can't come to an agreement uh, moving forward with the Nets. Among those teams on Kyrie Irving's list, the Lakers, Clippers, Nets, uh, Miami Heat, or excuse me, Knicks, Miami Heat, Dallas Mavericks, and the Sixers. Now, not all of those teams are necessarily interested in Kyrie Irving. And so this is a negotiation. The Nets want have wanted to do a short-term contract with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, of course, wants a long-term uh, max contract to return to stay in Brooklyn. And he's got uh, until the middle of next week. Uh, to decide on whether he'd opt in on that $36 million plus on his contract or opt out and become a free agent. And one real threat, if he opts out and he's willing to take significantly less money, is to sign a mid-level exception, likely with the Lakers. And that certainly looms, uh, that looms for the Nets if he opts out, that that is a way that they would lose him. So, it's certainly not a home run that Kyrie is going back to the Nets. Okay, Kyrie wants a long-term deal, as Woj laid out. If you're the Nets, and it's been nothing but injuries and conspiracy theories and bizarre uh, pseudo-intellectual talk 
and missing three quarters of a season and uh, drama. Do you really, are you really interested in going long term four, five years with Kyrie Irving? Because the man's worn out his welcome already. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And he is a supreme talent. But if you're the Nets, yeah, you want something done, but you want it done on your terms. And I'm not quite sure it's going to be done on the Nets' terms, though. I don't think Kyrie works like that. Yeah, if he's willing to sign a long-term contract, we're, he's going to have to talk a little different. He's going to have to say things that he's never said before. He's going to have to change his attitude. And, and like you said, it's not likely that that happens. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time believing that Kyrie is just magically going to change uh, and become someone who is uh, easy to deal with overnight. But I still, when it comes to... When it comes to the prospect of Kyrie with the Heat, and I know we get made fun of, and I know that we get called out, but again, and I'm going to reiterate, this is real. Heat culture is a real thing. I'm sorry. You don't like to hear it, but you don't like to hear it probably if you're a Knicks fan because the Knicks have no culture. And we'll get to the Knicks in a second. But if you don't have culture, you don't understand it. You don't understand what it takes to actually build a championship team. The Knicks have not had a culture since Pat Riley was there, okay? By the way, side note, that was a culture that nearly killed the game of basketball as we know it. Knicks fans should never be proud of those Pat Riley Knicks, okay? Just saying. Um, but but the, the heat, I truly believe, could maximize Kyrie Irving. Maybe not a long-term contract. And I don't think it would come to that. But we talk about the Lakers with that mid-level exception. I think the Heat in a sign-in trade would potentially offer him a deal, but maybe it's a three-year deal with opt-outs after every season or something along those lines. Yeah. But if you're, if you're a, a Heat fan, you have to at least think about the possibility because, again, Pat Riley made the impossible happen with the big three, with LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh. There was no business for that having happened. It's the, it's the most incredible wizardry of a salary cap and making money work that we've ever seen in professional sports. And the Heat pulled it off. And there's no reason why the Heat couldn't do it again, adding Kyrie to a roster that already has Jimmy and Bam. Kyrie and Bam are close. Jimmy Butler, we played it yesterday, 2018, first take, saying, I'd love to play with the only guy who I think is better than me, and that's Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Like He'd come to a place where he's wanted. He'd come to a place where he has his boys. He'd come to a place that doesn't tolerate drama. There was one instance of drama this season, and guess what? It got squashed in a matter of hours. And they used After it for Jimmy motivation. And Butler and Spo had their blow-up, and they played their best basketball of the season, arguably, as a full, complete, healthy group right after that. I firmly believe, because of Heat culture, the Heat are the last franchise that can maximize and bring Kyrie to a place where he can be productive enough to compete for a championship, and I stand by that strongly. And I think your Pete Davidson analogy comes to the forefront the most. The Heat feel as if they can fix Kyrie Irving. They feel as if they can solve all of the personal and social problems that he brings to the table. Like, Come on in, buddy. We'll change the narrative around you because we're able to do that. We've done it with every single player in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing about Kyrie. We bag on him. He has dangerous ideology, at least in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, it's tinfoil hat nonsense. But this is not a guy who's, who's stalking the streets with firearms. Mm-hmm. This is not a guy who's beating women. He's not doing things like that. He's just sort of a fool. 
right? He's sort of a, I want to be the smartest guy in the room, sort of an Aaron Rodgers type. He's a little bit foolish, but you can't argue with a seven-time All-Star. No. You can't argue with an NBA champion. You can't argue with someone who has represented this country in the Olympics and has played at a high level. You can't, you, you cannot deny how great a talent Kyrie Irving is. LeBron said it this year. Kyrie Irving, the complete package, is the most talented player in the NBA. That's pretty damned lofty, right? Very lofty, and I think the majority of the headlines we saw during the season was, does Kyrie Irving have the best handles in NBA history? Mm-hmm. And that is why all of these things together are why I refuse to ultimately write off Kyrie Irving. And I understand it's easy because you're sick of hearing him and you're sick of the COVID vaccine thing. And if you're a Nets fan, you're angry with him because he pretty much turned his back on his team and that locker room. That's why I think that ship has sailed. I don't think there's any coming back from uh, from that ultimately with Kyrie and the Nets. The damage has already been done. The scars are not going to heal. It's probably time for a fresh start for Kyrie. And I would be supportive. Would I be full throttle? Absolutely. Go get him, Pat. Go get him, Andy. No. But would I be supportive of Kyrie Irving being pursued by the Heat? Kyrie Irving in a Heat uniform? I mean, honestly, Stone? Yeah. I would be. I I, I can't BS about this. There is something about Kyrie where I think he's worth it. I think he's worth it. Is he going to be a headache at times? Sure. Will he bring some drama? Sure. Do I think, though, that Heat culture, the makeup of that locker room, the solidity, the solidarity that everybody lives in within that organization can offset that? Yeah, I do believe that. I think Kyrie Irving is worth it, and I think that as of midway point of next week, we might have a very, very good look at what the possibility of Kyrie Irving in the Heat could be. Yeah, I think ultimately we would be the first to sign our signature on the petition, on the dotted line. I'd be okay with it. And again, am I going to stand outside of FTX Arena with a Kyrie sign? No. Again, he, he bothers me, and he's annoying, and the whole thing, the whole Kyrie experience is grating. But from a basketball standpoint, from a championship standpoint, potentially with this organization, he's absolutely not for everybody. I mean, I think there's 31 other organizations in the NBA that he might not be for. (laughs) But the Heat, I just think they could make it work. They could at least put themselves, position themselves to be a championship team, put themselves over the top potentially with a Kyrie who comes in ready uh, ready to work. And I think Kyrie does want to... Work And I think when you get around these guys and you get around this team, you want to work. Yeah, I think he understands that guys like you won't support him, right? You won't be outside FTX Arena with a jersey. He Earn underst- it. He, okay, you just beat me to it. He has to understand, and I think he does. I think he's smart enough to understand that wherever he goes next, if he leaves Brooklyn, he has to earn everybody's respect. And I think he's, while he says dumb things, he's not a dumb guy. Right. Right. Uh, especially when it comes to basketball and and team and competition. And I do think he understands that. But this isn't just a discussion about the Heat. I think this is a discussion for Sixers fans, for Lakers fans, for Knicks fans. Ooh, Knicks, good luck with that. Mm. Basketball, Bitcoin, Kyrie Irving. But this is also a discussion for Mavs fans, all those teams that were were listed as a possibility for Kyrie he'd have interest in. One simple question. Is Kyrie Irving 
worth it? Simple as that. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? I say yes. I think yes. I think Kyrie is worth it. But I'm talking about it from a Heat perspective. Okay? I want to hear other perspectives. Also, Heat fans. Maybe Heat fans say, get that out of my life. I don't even want to consider that. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? I say yes, because Kyrie Irving could very well be available by the midway point of next week. When we jump on the air on Thursday, we could be talking about it's open season for the man. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? Flat out. From a basketball standpoint, I think there's no doubt. How could you deny that? It's undeniable. From a basketball standpoint, you of course want Kyrie on your team. The thing with Kyrie is that his lack of dependability, his lack of physical durability, and then some of the nonsense you get off the court, I think for many, overshadows what he can provide to you, which is a perennial all-star game attendance. Yeah, and I think one of the things I lean towards, and this is a hypothetical and you're going to hate it, and you know I'm a big LeBron James guy, but it wasn't long ago, I think it was a few months ago, they asked LeBron James, if you had to play MJ and Scotty in a 2 on 2, who are you playing with? LeBron, with no hesitation, said Kyrie. Like, that counts for something for me. Sure. Like, he's not choosing KD. He's not choosing a guy like Nikola Jokic. Like, he chose Kyrie, a smaller guy who has, doesn't even match the size of an MJ and Scotty, but LeBron James, arguably the GOAT, has, has faith in Kyrie on a basketball court. There's no argument. You know, to, and I don't, I don't know if I've seen in a game situation on the court a Kyrie where there is an attitude issue where he's openly defying people. Effort's always there. The effort is there when he plays, when he's healthy, when his ankle's not bothering him or his back's not bothering him or his knee's not bothering him. He plays. It's just how much can you stomach? And when you have a Heat team right now with Jimmy Butler playing the best basketball of his career and you have a team where Bam Adebayo is starting to realize, I think, finally his potential on both ends of the floor – you add Kyrie to that, and you have a team that's better than Boston unequivocally. You have a team that's better than Milwaukee unequivocally. You have a team that is better than Toronto, a team that is better than Philadelphia. You go down the line, nobody's touching that. If you're Philly, would you rather have James Harden or Kyrie Irving? Yeah, I mean, Kyrie Irving. That's, it, 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 there should be no hesitation. And it's funny you bring up Philly because I think if you want to go X's and O's, we haven't been able to untap Bam's pick-and-roll potential. Like, we don't have that guy. Well, hasn't been Lowry. Hasn't there's, your, there's your answer. There's your answer. I mean, that, that would be a godsend for Bam. Now, what we did do as well, we did our due diligence. I admittedly, and I've talked about it on the show, when it comes to numbers, when it comes to contracts, I am, well... The worst, okay? Nobody should talk contracts with me. Nobody should talk dollar amounts with me. I'm an idiot, okay? Uh, plain and simple. I'm man enough to admit it. There's a reason why in my household, you know who takes care of, takes care of the bills? The boss, Vivi, my wife. She handles that stuff because me, I, I sit down to try and pay, pay bills, and I just pass out. I, I, I puke all <laughs> over myself, and I pass out, okay? I, I think if you gave me and you 10 chances to figure out contractually how it would work or how he would end up on another team, mm-hmm. we'd go 0 for 10. Yeah. 
Like, we're just not going to pin it. Nobody's going to peg it. And that's not even talking down on us. I don't think, I think 75% of your average person or or even media would be able to do it because when it happens, we're all going to be like, wow. Yeah. Well, you want to talk bird rights with me? I'd rather have someone come up with a mallet and smash my cranium into my frontal lobe. Okay? I'd much rather have that happen to me. But what we did do, we got uh, crack staff of ESPN West Palm interns, and uh, they are business-oriented. They are (laughs) sharp young men. And they sat down, and they crunched some numbers for us. And by crunching numbers, I mean I think they just went on the ESPN trade machines to see what worked. But you know what? That's good enough for me because (laughs) that's not a step that I would have taken. Okay? And so our wise ESPN West Palm interns broke down what it would take for Kyrie to, to join the Heat, and the money, what works with the money. And again, this is going to be a sign-and-trade, uh, how the Heat are going to acquire Kyrie Irving. So uh, you'd have to determine the dollar amount uh, of the sign-and-trade, what the contract extension is going to be. But the trade part, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Omar Yurtsevin. See you in the Big Apple, brothers. <laughs> Kyrie's coming down to South Florida. We'll pay for the Greyhound, boys. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you maybe want to uh, take one of those names out, like a hero, and maybe add in a Duncan Robinson from a monetary standpoint, you can do it. Hell, I'll drive him. I'll drive him. I'll pack him in the old Kia K5 GT from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, take my fuel, uh, my, my efficient fuel mileage, and roll on up to Brooklyn with him. What about this scenario that the interns gave us? Brooklyn gets, bam, Tyler. In a 2023 and 2026 first-round pick, Miami gets Kyrie Irving. Are we getting rid of Bam Bam? No, no, no. Because you can get Kyrie without getting rid of Bam. So why even entertain the thought? All right. Why even entertain the thought? You know know who did entertain the thought of that? I want to introduce you to the single dumbest basketball analysis I have ever heard on national television. And... I don't know the man. I do know that he receives a pretty lofty paycheck. And I'm just wondering, hey, FS1, Fox, how can I get half of Chris Broussard's paycheck to jump on your national television show each morning with Nick Wright and say the same exact dumb stuff? I present to you Chris Broussard with the single dumbest thing I've ever heard on sports television. If I'm the Nets, what I'm going to require to get from Miami, in fact, my first name is Gimme Jimmy Butler. And you know what? Jimmy and Ben weren't great in Philly. So how about this, Nick? I wrote there, how about this? Jimmy Butler and Bam out of Bayou for Kyrie and Ben Ben Simmons. How about that? Wait, what? That's where we start talking. Why would Miami do this? Because I'm (laughs) Why would why would Miami do that? Nick Wright asks. I wish you would have seen his face too. I mean, we've seen it, but if you haven't seen that video before, Nick Wright is just looking around at nobody. I want you to I want you to 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 listen one more time to that. Chris Broussard, after he gives the trade proposal, which again is the most asinine thing that I have heard on national sports television, he then he thinks he's done something. Like he thinks he's come up with this this stellar point because he drops a how about that. How about that? Like, forceful, like, how about that? That came from my brain. <laughs> I came up with that. I react to that. I did that. I'm Chris Broussard, damn it. I want you to hear how confident he feels in what he just proposed, which in reality is one of the single dumbest things that our ears have ever been exposed to in sports television. 
if I'm the Nets, what I'm going to require to get from Miami, in fact, my first name is Gimme Jimmy Butler. And you know what? Jimmy oh. and Ben weren't great in Philly. So I'll, how about this, Nick? I wrote this. How about this? Jimmy Butler and Bam out of Bayou for Kyrie and Ben, ben Simmons. How about that? How about that? What? That, that's where we start talking. How about, how about that? that? How about he that? Says. And I love in the background, as soon as he says, how about that? You hear, what? Like, it just, just <laughs> astonishment on set there at FS1. That's bad. I, I've said a lot of dumb things. I've done a lot of dumb things. I don't always make sense. I'm not great at this job. I'm not even good at this job. You can make the argument I'm not even mediocre at this job. But I haven't gone to that place. How about that? <laughs> Why would the Heat do that? Because what would happen if Chris Broussard was the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, he would call Pat Riley. He would say, hey, 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 you, you want Kyrie? I heard, I heard you want Kyrie. Well, I want Jimmy. And fine, I'll throw in Ben Simmons, but I also want Bam. How about that? And Pat Riley would say, <laughs> okay, so what's the actual offer? Oh. Like, hey, what? You would just get the phone, bang, yeah. you just hung up on yeah, it. Yeah, here, turn on the, here, here turn, go ahead and turn on the phone pot real quick. Here's what would happen. Let's go ahead, let's go ahead and, 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 and hold on, let's role play here for a second, okay? So, um, here we go. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Oh, uh, hello, uh, this is, this is Pat Riley. Who am I speaking with? It's Chris Broussard. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? How's everything up there in Brooklyn? Oh, you know, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I heard Woj uh, was telling me that you're interested in Kyrie Irving, and I'd love to do a deal because we're just sort of sick of him here. But, you know, I'm going to play some hardball with you. Um, okay, Chris, whatever you say. Uh, so, so you want Kyrie? Well, well, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, let's start with I want Jimmy Butler. I want Jimmy Butler. How about that? And hey, I'll throw in Ben Simmons, Pat. I'm not done yet, uh, but I also want Bam. I want Bam. How about that? And then here's the... like that. That that'll be end scene, and that'll be the the entire back and forth between Chris Broussard, Nets GM, and Pat Riley. Can we go through uh, the starting five if those two were to come over? Okay, Kyrie's running point mm-hmm. is uh, Max Struess at two. If, if if Ben Simmons comes over too, yeah. So we got rid of Jimmy. We got rid of rid of Bam. Mm-hmm. It's Kyrie at point. Mm-hmm. It's Struess. It's Ben Simmons. Uh-huh. Does uh, this oh. already makes me want to jump into the intercoast? So Dwayne Deadman's our five. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, Omar Yurtsevin or Caleb Barton is our starting uh, four. Yep. Because Jimmy's gone. Hold on. You go ahead and uh, that's that that that's, that's all you have to say about that. <laughs> hanging up on that one. But Kyrie is attainable. That's what I'm saying. Kyrie is attainable. It's not just the Heat. It's multiple teams. But I'm, I'm speaking about it from a Heat perspective. Kyrie is vilified. He's done a lot of dumb things, said a lot of dumb things. His actions have not backed up what it would take to be a good teammate in a locker room or lack of action when he's been in Brooklyn. His body, a little bit porcelain sometimes. But, man, when he's on the floor, he is a transcendent talent who many in the NBA, including LeBron James, will say has the, the, the greatest skill set of anybody in the NBA, and he could be available by midway next week. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? 
Is Kyrie Irving worth it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Just all the things that come with Kyrie, the outstanding handles, the finishing at the rim, the ability to shoot from deep, the ability to fill it up, the ability to run the point, but also everything else that comes with Kyrie, which is largely negative. Is he worth it? Is Kyrie Irving worth it? 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. You know what is worth it? Of course, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program is your path to the sports industry. Business-oriented, want to get into a front office, want to be an agent, want to work at the big-time college level. Well, it's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I bring those up because so many have left the FAU MBA Sport Management Program with that degree and gone into those fields. There's a lot of jobs available. You want to work in sports? This is the path. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? Knicks fans, Sixers fans, Mavs fans, Lakers fans, Heat fans, what do you think? Is Kyrie Irving and the entire experience worth it? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. He's still in the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Hey, your uh, your boy from Gonzaga last night, Stone. What a fit showing out. I mean, that was not a good fit. Like, what? He looked like a magician. He did. Chad Holmgren was dressed like a magician at the NBA draft last night. I'm not. I'm just not. I told you this earlier. I'm just not a fan of his stick. Like, I expected him to to bring a scantily clad woman up to the stage after he shook Adam Silver's hand, put her in a box, and saw her in half. Expect, like, what is he wearing? I expect him to bust down some Eminem acapella or something. <laughs> I mean, oh, he's he, he's acting brand new. I told you there was an audio or there was a video clip I saw. And they asked him. It was like a pre-draft profile. You know, who's the best player in the NBA right now? Uh-huh. No hesitation. He said, myself next year. Come on, my guy. Like, like, in order to get into the race, yeah. you're going you're gonna to be the tallest on your team and the lightest on your team. Like, I appreciate him. I appreciate him having the confidence, I, uh, me next year. But it is also a little corny. It's like, so your, corny. your issue is not him believing that he can get to that level. Not your at issue all. is him just being corny. I tell you all the time, professional athletes need to be delusional. Yeah. Right? That's how you're successful. I mean, here's but, the thing. He's 7 foot, 110 pounds. Yeah, he's literally a buck 85. 6'10". <laughs> You know, oh, you know how hard it is. To yeah, do that? he's gonna he's gonna get pushed around a little bit initially. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Kyrie Irving next week when we're talking at this time is he gonna be available? Now, uh, again, our our crack staff of ESPN West Palm interns. And by the way, I believe we have gotten the brains of this intern class that are in here with us on this Friday. This is a good thing. Like we're just gonna have to. This is a thing. They're making my life easier. I appreciate. Oh yeah. Them. They have dug up Kevin Durant's podcast that he conveniently put out this morning, and basically, in light of the news, the Shams report that KD is monitoring what's happening with with Kyrie Irving and could make a decision on his future based on what happens. Uh, KD basically said, hey, 
I'm going to stay out of this. It's a man's livelihood we're talking about. So about the most KD thing that he would possibly say is actually what KD said. I mean, good advice from the PR team. Way to execute, Yeah, KD. yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he executed that to perfection. Kyrie Irving, is he worth it? Because, again, you're getting an all-star. You're getting a champion. You're getting a guy who, when he's on the floor, he's dynamic. He's transcendent. An incredible talent. But you're also getting a guy who's hurt a lot. You're also getting a guy that his thoughts on things are bizarre, and they tend to distract. You're getting a guy who needed to perform one simple task last year, couldn't do it, and missed 75% of his team's games. Uh, And uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's baggage that comes with Kyrie. Me, Heat guy, I trust Heat culture. I trust the Heat locker room. I trust Jimmy. I trust Bam. I trust Spo. I trust Riles. If Kyrie Irving came in, I think he'd conform to them as opposed to the other way around. But the Heat are unlike almost every other NBA team. Kyrie has the ability to take over, I think, and disintegrate most other teams in the NBA. We've really seen it with Brooklyn. Brooklyn was going to be dysfunctional from the start. Anybody could have called that. But I think any team would have trouble harnessing Kyrie for good. Kyrie's like uh, uh, he, he's he's like a, 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 a an asteroid, right? Like maybe you can go mine it. Maybe you can you can you can harness that power for good or forget it. It's like the sun. He's like the sun, right? Like ah, uh, solar power. This is excellent. We're harnessing this for good. Uh, we're we're using it to grow our crops, uh, light our, our our offices. This is amazing. But then you walk out, and then you have bubbled skin, and you have third degree sunburn here in South Florida, and that's evil sun. That that's evil Kyrie. And in fine print, it's gonna blow up at some point. Yeah, you're right. It's gonna get big. It's gonna engulf the earth, and then we're all gonna be dead. Yeah. Right. So just to bring that that Kyrie uh, that Kyrie analogy to the most macabre level we possibly could. Well done, Stone. You've been working with me for a long time. That's I appreciate right. that. You're starting to, to catch on here. I showed it's, up with my tinfoil hat. You absolutely did. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? Flat out, all things considered, entire Kyrie experience, and man, is it an experience. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I think so. But I'm talking from a Heat perspective. I know a lot of you have other perspectives. We're not all Heat fans down here. Uh, Knicks fans, I don't think it would work well for you. That's just me because that franchise sucks. Uh, Sixers fans, I don't know. How combustible would Joel... Joel Embiid's already calling out James Harden. Could you imagine Kyrie Irving, how he would handle the chirping from Joel Embiid? Embiid would fake his death and move to uh, <laughs> Puerto Rico <laughs> would, or something. He'd, he'd be moved to, to, to uh, Guadalajara or something. Um, uh, let's, let's go to the phones. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? 888-760-3776. And we kick off in Jupiter with Kevin. Kevin's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Kev? How we doing? Good, buddy. So, yeah, I, I say we do it. Um, I've never really been the biggest Kyrie fan. Uh, I'd much rather, I mean, if we can go out and get a Kevin Durant or a Bradley Beal, I would go that Donovan route. Donovan Mitchell. But yeah. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. But <clears throat> the idea, now it's it, on paper it's probably a bad idea because Kyrie, with all the baggage that he has, you know, he's a little immature. Uh, the injuries, even though he wasn't really injured last year, it was more the COVID stuff. Right. He's healthy, but uh, so – the idea of Kyrie going to the, to the Heat isn't a good one, but we just did a good idea where, oh, we'll bring in Kyle Lowry. He fits our culture. He does everything that you want to do, but it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So maybe do the opposite. Do something that you probably wouldn't do normally. Bring in that 
baggage guy, bring in that head case, and 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 let's see what how that goes. Um, and then as far as I mean, there's there's a precedence to this. Like you, you have guys like Dennis Rodman and the artist formerly known known as Ron Artest sure. going to teams, and and it's worked. And that culture that they had there made them better players and kept them in line to a degree that got them success. Now it's going to blow up eventually, but. But hopefully Let's in that time, yeah. Hopefully in that time, you've hoisted a trophy. Exactly, and and Correct. appreciate the call, Kevin. The only reason that I am supportive, and again, I'm not full throat, go get him with Kyrie, but I'm supportive of it, is because of the relationship Kyrie has with Jimmy, the relationship Kyrie has with Bam. Bam and Kyrie have exchanged jerseys after the games, very complimentary of one another. Jimmy Butler's on record raving about Kyrie Irving. If this was just trying to force him square peg round hole in the heat culture, I wouldn't do it. No right. way. Right. I'd like to think that I live in a world of common sense. This, though, it's not like you're, you're just going in completely dry here. There's been a, there's, there's been a, a, a foreplay period. Like, hey, I like you. I like you. You're my guy. Let's go. No doubt. You know? <laughs> but I think that there's one underrated thing, and, and, and Kyle Lowry, I think, is a huge hurdle. He's in the second year of his three-year contract. And, and outside we, of his, outside of his, his butt. Oh yeah, yeah. outside outside of that butt. But that we owe him, thick. we owe him thirty million dollars this year. Like we're gonna have to move a lot of money around. So Kevin just brought up, you know, Kyle didn't really work out. Okay, well, how are you gonna get rid of him? How are mm-hmm. we moving that big piece to somewhere else? Like mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle again, we're my, talking about like Kyle Lowry, like the the contract, and not Kyle Lowry. I mean, it's hard to move him both ways. The thighs, the hips, right? Yeah, yeah, Pat, I understand. Pat Riley even called him fat. Yeah, no, I, I I know. Well, I prefer the term thick. Thick's fine with like three or four C's. Thick's fine. He's got going. He's got it going on. I, I mean, I I appreciate him. Well done. <laughs> thigh season, right? All Hashtag day. Thigh season. All, all day. All day. Uh, let's go to Ernesto in Boynton. Ernesto's on Ken Levick alive. What's up, Ernesto? Oh, Jesus! How can I start? <laughs> hey, hey dude, who's left on the Knicks <laughs> roster? By the way, Ernesto, who's left after last night? Listen, I feel like you traded everybody. It's. It's not that we didn't trade. It's like, how can you? It's like this. I'm, I'm going to use two analogies. If you go to a, you're a kid, you go to a kid's party and you don't eat cake. That's one. All right. The, the, <laughs> the, Knicks, did, the, Knicks, didn't get, the Knicks didn't get to eat no cake. The other one is, <laughs> okay, how can, how can you, how can you go to a party? You know, incredible. I'm just unbelievable yeah. that they shifted. They, they gave up the 11th pick. They didn't draft nobody. All we did was clear Space again. We're trying to give a, a, a pass on this. I can't. This is ridiculous. How can the same ownership do hockey well but cannot do basketball at all? Uh, what is going on hey, with this? Ernesto, this okay. guy cannot. It's Jalen Brunson, man. Jalen Brunson's going to be your key piece, brother. Yeah, and you only got to pay him thirty million dollars yeah, a year. No thirty million dollars for someone nobody knew about like three months ago. It's all good, man. It couldn't fail. Hey, at least I don't have. At least I don't. I didn't draft David Copperfield. All right. I didn't. At least I didn't. I didn't draft David Copperfield. All right. And and another thing for for Kyrie, no way. I don't want him anywhere close no. to the Knicks. I don't want that. No. I don't want that grenade. Hell no. Hey, Kyrie. There's no taxes here in Florida. Hey, the weather's nice over here, Kyrie. You might like it over here. It's not, hey, they're talking about you a lot. They actually like you over here, Kyrie. Come down here to Miami. Ernesto, Come down here to Miami. Ernesto, before we Guys. get you out of here, I got something, I got something for you. 
The New York Knicks Go are ahead. a national disgrace, ladies and gentlemen. They're horrible. Yep. We can only go up from here, guys. We can only go up from here. Good guys, luck. have a great day. Uh, Save me, please! <laughs> Appreciate you, Ernesto. Like we were talking about earlier this week with, with Kyrie and the Knicks, that dynamic. What's so satisfying is to see what would happen. Knicks fans, I think of majority of Knicks fans, they may say it outwardly, I want nothing to do with them, but that, that, their, that little part of their brain would trigger... That, that passion part of their brain would trigger, and they would get excited. Oh, Kyrie, Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. What if? This is going to be amazing. Knicks, New York, we're back, baby. Just fleeting, fleeting. And then right, as soon as, as he started saying ridiculous things about the world being flat or he's injured for the first month of the season, that would all just bottom out, collapse, and that is why Kyrie is the basketball Bitcoin. Up, 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 up to the moon, and then Zero. Lose and your home. Living under 95. <laughs> living under 95. And I think one thing they would tell themselves, and I'm talking about Nick fans, would be like, he's, he's better than R.J. Barrett, right? Like, I mean, it can't be any worse than R.J. Barrett. And they would just be forcing narratives. They'd be trying They're to talk, fo- talk themselves into it. But I get it because I, I, I'm a fan who's talked myself, myself into to things. For sure. I tried to talk, re-talk myself in Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> not good. <laughs> that was not good. Made me feel bad about myself. Um, do we have Stephen A.? Just railing on the Knicks from last night. Oh, we definitely. Yes, I do. Uh, Stephen A. Uh, this was this was last night on the ESPN telecast. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, who was uh, for the vast majority of the night, head in hands, uh, just in dismay over the Knicks. He wanted Jabari Smith. The Knicks didn't get Jabari Smith. This was before the Knicks just started dealing picks. They deal number eleven. Uh, they deal Kemba Walker. They have three future first round picks. Uh, there are rumors, reports that maybe Jalen Brunson is a target uh, of theirs. They're going to pay him big money after his run with Dallas in this postseason. But but that's the name. You clear up the cap space and you rearrange your picks. For Jalen Brunson, it's not exactly inspiring, right? And the Knicks don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. If the Spurs were doing this, all right, they have a plan. If the Heat were doing this, okay, they have a plan. Uh, that about it. Maybe the Suns. Maybe I'll give the Suns the benefit of the doubt right now. James Jones right now. But the Knicks, uh-uh. As soon as they do anything other than just pick somebody and call it a night, you say, uh-oh, this might be too complicated for them. And now with Jalen Brunson, like, I don't trust the Knicks to evaluate anyone or anything. This was Stephen A. Smith, though, last night discussing the Knicks draft plan and their draft actions. Got blockers yep. drafted. We've seen athletes drafted. We've seen shooters drafted. We've seen point guards drafted. We've seen off-guard drafted. We've seen everything drafted. But the Knicks didn't draft anybody. <laughs> I mean, let's put that in its proper perspective. We got we got picks all over the place. Every ingredient that you can muster. You want paprika, you want black pepper, you want salt, you want nothing. It doesn't matter. Everybody got something. But one team. Yep. And that's the New York Knicks. It's three, three conditional draft picks. What conditions did you draft? You could draft him. You could have drafted everybody that's been picked up outside of the top ten. And somehow, someway, one team, what, walks away with not a player. So I, so I have a follow-up question since we're in Brooklyn. Kyrie came with a list. He put the Knicks on his list. How would you feel about that? We'll, we'll get to that answer in a moment. He threw his hands up. He just he just tossed his he tossed his notes into the air and threw his hands up. 
That was his reaction to that question. Yeah. Listen, Knicks fans, I don't mean to bag on you as much as I do, but it's so easy because you're so incompetent. It's just so incompetent, and it's, it's almost to a point where I feel sad. Not that sad, but I feel sad because no matter what the Knicks do, it doesn't help. Yeah. There's no – Ernesto said it only goes up from here. I don't think so. <laughs> I, it, it, it is a long way to the core of the earth. There's a lot you have to dig through. And the Knicks are like maybe a quarter of the way there. Yesterday, you said it's going to be hard to talk NBA draft, right? Nobody actually pays attention to the picks. And I was like, well, there is one thing we can keep an eye on. Knicks have number 11. They could screw it up, and we could talk about it tomorrow. And well, what sure did enough. they do? Sure enough. Screwed up 11. Um, by, and, 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 and again, as Stephen A. was saying so, so eloquently, no one. Like, there's no no player. And and I'm trying I'm seeing like Jason McIntyre, the big lead. He had his podcast out this morning. He's trying to make the case. Oh, what the Knicks did was smart. Mark Stein, former ESPN, he's trying to say, oh, well, the Knicks are reconfiguring to try and do this and this and this. Listen, I live in a simple world. Okay. I try not to get bogged down and weighed down by sports minutiae. In my world, the Knicks do not deserve the benefit of the doubt on anything Mm. until it actually comes to fruition. Why are we discussing Kyrie Irving possibly to the Heat? Because the Heat have shown they can put together a big three and actually succeed with it. They can finagle their salary cap and their luxury tax to actually make it work. They've shown they have a blueprint. The Knicks, the best blueprint they've put out there is how to settle sexual harassment lawsuits off the floor. That's the only thing I trust them. Uh, Dan Snyder should be calling Dolan. Don't bring Dan Snyder into Dan this. Snyder should be calling Dolan saying, hey, <laughs> hey, who's your lawyer? Because I really, really, really need to talk to him. Really need to talk to him. Like The, the only thing that the Knicks have shown, the only blueprint, blueprint, uh, blueprint should be with the Knicks should be how to avoid Isaiah Thomas. Mm. There's nothing that they deserve the benefit of the doubt on. Not one singular thing until it actually, for the first time in two decades, comes to fruition. Okay? So, Knicks fans, I'm sorry. But I don't want to hear about, oh, this is what they're trying to do. This is the plan. No, 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 no. None of that matters until it actually happens. And if Jalen Brunson is the target of what happened last night, you just trade in picks, trade in selections, trade in Kemba, clearing up camp space, all for Jalen Brunson... I can't think of a less inspiring thing. The only thing that allowed New York Knicks fans to go to sleep last night was the fact that they have four firsts in next year. Liquor combined with yeah. they have first or four first round picks in next year's draft, which is hella capital. But I can't trust them to do anything with that. I mean, that's a lot. That's worth upwards of a hundred million. And mil. it would be extremely difficult to screw that up. But yeah. you know what? It's the Knicks Stone. So. You can you can try to go to bat for them, and I, I there are many good Knicks fans. Okay, eh. well, some okay that I like to go have a beer with, have a have a nice little handshake, a good time, maybe a little hug, a little bro hug. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, I I refuse to. I don't care how many the the, the Knicks can have thirty two picks in the first round. It doesn't matter. They could they could. Acquire every pick. They could go full Sam Presti mode and acquire every pick in the first round, and I still wouldn't trust that they could build anything better than the sixth seed in the East, if they even made the playoffs mm-hmm. at all. 
the Knicks do not deserve anyone's benefit of the doubt. Is uh, joint pain affecting your quality of life? Well, let me tell you how to help that, okay? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Their team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash orthocare. In hour two, Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets and Dolphins GM. He'll join us for his weekly segment. Also, J-Mart comes in to wrap up our work week. We have a lot to come when we come back. Stone Lebanowitz sorts out a major win for gamblers last night. What am I talking about? Stone's going to clear it up. He's Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, we're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. All right. So I heard Evan talking about this at 1155. Evan Cohen, 1155 and 555 every day here on ESPN 106.3. But this is something we spent a lot of time on yesterday, Stone, and you sort of spearheaded the conversation. You're you're our resident gambling bro. Uh, I am uh, I am what some would call a wuss. I don't like to put my money out there by wuss. That probably means I'm just cheap, right? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get into this stuff. I don't like to to bet my money on sports. It's just not something I do. But you were on it yesterday. You texted me at 9 a.m., bro. The 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 odds on who the number one pick is going to be it's fluctuating all over the place, mm-hmm. all over the place. It was wild when we were on the air yesterday. Uh, when when the show started, it was Jabari Smith who had the the best odds, right? Yeah, because of the Woj tweet, right? Because of the Woj tweet. So we woke up and Paulo Bancaro had the top, the the best odds of being the number one pick yesterday. But then Woj his tweet saying that the Magic, uh, likely considering, uh, um, he tweeted the order Jabari, yeah, Chet, Paolo. and so that when Paolo was a heavy favorite to Jabari Smith becoming a heavy favorite in just a matter of minutes, right? Because money kept pour, started pouring in because of that Woj tweet on Jabari Smith. Yeah, Woj tweeted that at 845, and at 930, Jabari Smith was all of a sudden a favorite by minus 10,000. Jesus. So, so you had mentioned, though, that that was starting to come down as we approached 2 o'clock. By the time we finished the show, Jabari Smith was down to like a minus 145 or something like that. Yeah. And then it turns out that Paolo Bancaro, after all of that, ended up being the number one pick, who who eventually then became the favorite as the day went on, according to the gamblers. This is, like for whatever reason, this seems significant, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but this is Woj. Woj, who has made a draft career out of spoiling draft picks minutes before they're actually selected, just blowing up ESPN's coverage. Mm-hmm. And he, yesterday, I said, this is Woj. So if he says Jabari Smith, chances are Jabari Smith is the number one pick. But the gamblers actually knew better than Woj did. Yeah, so realistically, they mispriced it. Vegas did. And Vegas followed 
I'm, and, and the sports book aren't able to go off of what gamblers want. They provide what they think is going to happen based off of somebody like Woj, based off of the big dogs, the execs, whoever it is. But what happened was gamblers and all betters and cappers realized that Bancaro was mispriced. There was too much value okay. in Bancaro. So what happened was at, at, at 9.30 when the odds were presented and Jabari Smith was minus 10,000, Paolo Bancaro at the time was plus 2,500, and he got up to plus 5,000 at that 10 a.m. range. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every gambler said, hmm, I could throw $100 down on this guy to get drafted. Who knows what Orlando's going to do? Paolo hasn't even worked out for Orlando. But I, I got 100 bucks. I can spare it. $5,000 gets spat at you as soon as he walks across the stage. So gamblers just saw the value. They thought it was mispriced, and they were like, this is a liability. Let's attack it. And last night when he got drafted, my timeline was full of gamblers just posting their tickets, and it was $500 for 12K. Yeah. It was $1,000 for, for $22,000. Like We just took advantage. They dangled bait and didn't know any better because Woj told them, and all the execs told them. So gamblers saw the value, stake low, and hit high. It's almost stock market. Like they just bought that dip. Like there was so much value in it that it couldn't hurt to lose a hundred dollars. So what does this mean now, long term? Like a dope like me, if I'm looking and I'm trying to get a feel for who's going to get drafted where, or even who's going to win and by how much. Like, am I going to have to start? But really specifically to drafts, am I going to have to start paying attention to value in in the odds and where the money's going, as opposed to like an insider like Woj? How do I how do I handle my life moving forward? So here's how you do it: If you're a casual, you want to bet. I'm a, a cash a day a, a cash a day or two before that event happens. That game happens. The draft happens because nobody's bet on it. It's called sharp money. You can get in before the odds change or before anybody makes an actual bet because Vegas' computer, whatever that system is, mm-hmm. spits out systematic numbers. Like, here's what we're going to start with. And they're wrong a lot of the time when they first do it. And gamblers start betting when they know that when Vegas is wrong, and then it evens out. Vegas finds where it makes it harder for people to bet. But when they first spit out a line, sometimes it's way off. Yeah. And people who know where the value is, Bet it, bet it, bet it. So that's what happened yesterday. That's exactly what happened yesterday. They said, you guys are crazy for this, and we're going to hammer it. And Vegas and those sports books lost out on, I'm talking hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm not kidding. Uh, I'm not kidding. That Woj tweet feels like it's going to be historic what changed that line to Jabari Smith so heavily uh, late morning yesterday. Yeah, gamblers said, Woj, I think we got you here. And they put their money where their mouth was, and uh, gamblers victorious. It was a pretty cool moment. It was, it was deemed like the wildest 24 hours in gambling history. I'm not kidding. Like I said yesterday, I have a feeling that the sports books who are in business with ESPN and business with the NBA, they're going to be saying, hey, tell your insiders to stop prognosticating draft picks next year because it cost us an awful lot of money yesterday because uh, Vegas definitely took a hit. The gamblers won yesterday oh, yeah. with, uh, with the NBA draft. And uh, that is uh, that's good. That's good insight right there. When we come back, J-Mart, He's in one of the ESPN West Palm OGs, one of the originals. He is coming in, as he usually does on a Friday. We'll have the start in five, talking some sports cards. And we need to discuss some of the fashion from last night because I was a little underwhelmed, I guess you could say. Chet Holmgren, again, looked like a magician. That was really weird. He's J-Mart. He's still on the Bandowitz Friday Night Lights, and I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.